I'm Edward October. You know, a story doesn't need to be scary to be horror. Many of my favorite horror stories, many of the best horror stories, don't actually frighten me. I prefer horror that is evocative of a uniquely dark mood. Horror which produces a sense of lasting dread or foreboding. Fear is fleeting. I prefer to be haunted. That's why at OctoberPod we endeavor to haunt your headphones pleasantly. Twice each month, we'll tell you a grim bedtime story or create a mood of dread and foreboding to make your comfortable seat by the fire all the more cozy. <laughs> New videos drop on our YouTube channel, OctoberPod Home Video, on the first and third Tuesday of each month, and our companion podcast, OctoberPod AM, drops curated compilations of our favorite stories on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month, wherever you listen to podcasts. Find all our links at OctoberPodVHS.com. Why don't you join us? For horror stories of impeccable taste, choose OctoberPod, retro horror, for bold individualists. You're only given a little spark of madness. Followed Mr. Carpenter, what he saw couldn't have been a dream. It was too real. But it couldn't have been true either. It was too deliciously frightful. Trying to catch yesterday. Old times are only good when you've had them. Night after night, all alone. Daddy's all pent up. Let's freak. Third irrational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Why, hello. And welcome to episode one, season one of the Film Spark podcast. And if you've been around for a while, you're probably like, what the fuck is this bitch on about? You guys have been around for ages. This is an episode one. And to that, I say, fuck you. Stop keeping tabs on me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, for those of you who have been along for the long haul, uh, Grew 2 or the Gruesome 2 movie review some is on hiatus. I don't know when Jess will be back. Um, and neither of us wanted this to die. So we have this instead. <laughs> so the Film Spark podcast is sort of almost like a sister company. Um, or company. <laughs> Not a company. It's just a podcast to the Gruesome Doosome podcast. Um, when Jess feels she's okay and up to it, we will bring that back. And this, depending on how this goes, this may disappear. We may keep it. We don't know. But for the time being, I'm running it solo uh, with the help of a few guests here and there. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, for those of you who are brand spanking new to the podcast, my name is Ebony. Um, I'm Australian, as you can probably tell, with this horrendous accent. I love movies. I love horror movies. Horror movies are my jam. I love found footage. It's my favorite thing on the planet. But I do, however, enjoy a bit of everything. And as my handy-dandy letterboxed uh, account says, horror is my love, anime is my passion, Nani's comedy, appreciate it, and I adore foreign cinema. And that's essentially all you need to know about me, because I am just that boring of a person that it's just all about movies. Well, not really, actually. It's movies and music, but, you know, this is a movie podcast. We're not here to talk about music. That is a whole other kettle of fish that I could be here for days and days and days and days, and I won't do that to you because I'm boring enough as it is. So with that being said, this very lovely, very first episode, season one, 
Yes, that's right. We're doing seasons on this one. Gruesome Treason was just never ending. I decided that rather than putting myself through the ringer and saying, I'm back, I'm here, I'm there, I'm gone, I need a break, I'm going to give myself breaks. Yay, mental health. (laughs) So... There may be breaks between the seasons or just between the seasons or there might be breaks within the season. But regardless, we are starting with a season and it's season one because that's where you start at the beginning. So with that being said, the very first episode, which I'm sure you can tell if you've clicked on this, you've probably seen the cover art, which is for the Australian 2022 horror comedy Sissy. And holy cow, when I say Australian, this film is Australian, and I will get to that shortly. (laughs) But before I even dive into what this film is about or who's in it, I just want to say that this is an Australian film. I'm an Australian. I'm in Australia. And there was absolutely no fucking promotion for this film. I found out about this film on fucking Twitter, as usual. I saw no promotion. I heard nothing about it. Like, what the fuck are we doing, Australia? This is getting beyond a joke now. Like, half the films that get released around worldwide, we don't get cop- like we don't get uh, in theatres here as it is. Then you give us, was it an Australian Shutter exclusive, as it says... And you don't even advertise it. Like, this is just beyond a joke. Give us our own movies at least, damn it. (laughs) Well, going back to the film at hand, Sissy is a 2022 horror comedy absolute banger of a film, to be honest. But it does bring into play one of my most hated sort of types of people on the planet, which would be Instagram influencers. Because of all the terrible fads birthed by the millennial internet, Pastel pink, gift keyboards, and the phrase Netflix and chill. The Instagram influencer at least makes for a campy archetype on screen, but fuck, it's annoying. <laughs> Super duper annoying. So the film opens up with her saying, I am loved. I am special. I am enough. And this you will hear throughout the whole entire film because she is loved. She is special. And she is enough. Which is like her own little mantra, like it just keeps her calm. Super annoying, but whatever. And she's meditating and you see that she's recording for a YouTube video and she... (laughs) Oh, her fucking sponsor is like a face mask, but it's called Elon Mask. And I was like, come on, (laughs) that's hilarious and stupid all in one. (laughs) But anyway, she's, you know, health guru, wellness guru, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, you know, she's got 200,000 followers and she's wanting to, you know, up her game. She's wanting more people. She's wanting more justification of her being real is sort of the gist of it. Um, Because you see throughout the film, she reads her comments and it's, you know, oh, I love you. I wish you could be this. I I wish, you know, I it's fake bullshit. It's all fake bullshit. It is all fake bullshit bullshit as someone in the podcast community who is much like the influencer community in relation to the community is not a community at all it is all fake bullshit (laughs) but anyway she mumbles her way through social interactions and spends her days mostly alone watching reality tv and woofing down cold pizza which is you know their way of saying look She may be an influencer, but she's still relatable. She then goes from her house to the pharmacy or the local pharmacy where a chance encounter with an old pal breaks her out of her stupor. Emma was a BFF when she was still 
in primary school and uh, you find out Cecilia went by Sissy back then and for obvious reasons she doesn't actually go by that anymore. Now to be fair you do actually get a bit of a background story as to why she doesn't go by that anymore but who the fuck would want to be called Sissy at fucking like 26? (laughs) No, not happening. In flashback Cecilia as she calls herself now dances to long forgotten naughties pops and crashes on a baby face Jake Gyllenhaal. Relatable. With Emma by her side, both of them making starry-eyed promises to be friends for life, which reminds me so much of my childhood. Like, I had, like, they have that stupid best friend necklace that, like, some of us had back in the early thousands, where it was, like, the heart split and do. I had one of these as well with a girl that I absolutely despise now, which I find quite hilarious. But anyway, cutting back into present day, um, the pair lost touch. Emma's like, oh my god, I've, you know, yeah, we were besties, you have to come to my hen's weekend, and you have to come to, like, my engagement party, and whatever else. So, before long, they're bundling up with the rest of the gang, Emma's fiancé, and a ragtag group of friends that includes Yeren Ha, and a supremely saucy Daniel Monks, which... It's kind of strange. I spent the whole film trying to figure out where the hell I knew him from. And I googled it and I don't know him from fucking anything. (laughs) But he's so familiar. Like his face. Like I feel like I've seen him on Australian TV before. But I I don't know how. I don't know if he has a long lost twin. I don't know if he just has one of those faces. But yeah, it's just... I don't know, it just irritated me the whole film that, like, I don't know him from anything, yet he looked like I knew him from everything. Anyway, they get in the car and they're going to the location of the Hens Weekend and, you know, you get that little glimpse of everyone likes everyone and everything's going to be okay, which we know is bullshit. So our first little taste of, I suppose you could say a little taste of horror in the film, uh, is they're driving down the road, which, by the way, if you're from Australia, which I found out not a lot of people outside of Australia know, good old capital of Australia. That's right, it's not Sydney. Like I was told the other day, we won't go there. <laughs> but in the good old capital of Australia there in Canberra. Shithole of a place. This film doesn't really do much for it. It's just like, hey look, we're like look like the outback. I tell you what, you go into Canberra itself, it don't look like that. Yeah, there's trees everywhere, but it's a fucking shithole. But anyway <laughs> Um, so they're driving along to the destination of the hens and lo and behold, what runs across the fucking, uh, fucking road is a kangaroo. The most quintessential Australian thing that could ever fucking happen unless it was a fucking koala or a wombat. So, of course, kangaroo hits the front of the fucking car, front of the car gets smashed kangaroo is laying on the road not dead not dead this kangaroo was laying there like a fucking spaz it is laying there in misery and they spend no joke like two three minutes deciding what to fucking do about this kangaroo i'm sorry why does it take you this long to figure out that if this poor thing is in fucking misery that you need to like put it out of its misery and i'm sorry for all you fucking like peter lovers out there but if you've got an animal that's been injured or hurt to the point where you know that they can't survive you're going to kill the fucker you're not going to leave it there on the side of the road that is even more inhumane than hitting it to begin with so they finally make the decision that they need to you know kill this roof for good which means that we get a really lovely close-up of a kangaroo head splatting on the ground and when i say a lovely 
lovely close-up. I'm talking like dead alive type splatter. Like this shit was just ridiculous and I loved every second of it. (laughs) But anyway, they get, they finally get past that fucking scene and they arrive to the most beautiful house in the middle of Canberra, which must be the only fucking nice one out there because who fucking wants to live in Canberra? Shit all. Anyway, (laughs) they get to this house and they've barely settled in when Cecilia comes face to face with her former tormentor, Alex, who once made Cecilia's life hell on the playground in primary school. And that's where we start to get a few flashbacks that we realize Sissy was the name that she gave her because... Cecilia Sissy so on and so forth actually I don't think she gave her the nickname Sissy she already had the nickname Sissy for Cecilia but then she hated the nickname Sissy because of Alex because she gave her the nickname Sissy is a Sissy and that's more annoying but then you learn to realize that their decades old feud is very much alive and well even though they haven't seen each other in absolutely forever and Alex loses her shit and she's like you know you could see Alex pretty much argue with Emma outside the front of the house as to why the fuck is she here and then we skip to a really lovely dinner scene where you know they're talking about what does everyone do for a living and what does Cecilia now do and then they talk about how she's an influencer and it's mental health and just 200,000 followers and Alex comes out with I can't help but find it a little too ironic a lot of all people sissy is preaching about mental health And Cecilia's resolve buckles, she retreats through tears to the bathroom, trying unsuccessfully to soothe herself with her own quack remedies. Which brings us back to the good old chant from the start of the film, I am loved, I am special, I am enough. Which you will hear many, many, many times throughout this film. But eventually as the movie goes on, you start to see the cracks in Cecilia's little persona and just how crazy this bitch really is because not only does she snap she snaps in gory fashion which i mean it's brilliant for us we get some really good splatter and some interesting kill scenes in this film but this bitch be full out crazy like this bitch she needs like i get the self-help but my god does she need to get herself some self-help and go to the fucking therapist because fuck this bitch So essentially throughout the film we're just watching a girl who is an online self-help influencer completely lose her marbles and start to kill everyone around her. But it is in the best way possible. (laughs) And you might see it as a perverse coming of age film where the influencer who faced with the offline world finally understands the value of life and death. And out in the Australian bush, Cecilia is free to carry out her grisly rampage with little consequence, executing her new companions with hyperbolic glee. Which, you know, when you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, like a shit old like Canberra, you can get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> in the end, Sissy is certainly light on theme, but many of its grand aims slowly unravel as the film progresses. It doesn't quite commit to its meditation on the aftershocks of childhood trauma, nor does Emma and Cecilia's once obsessive friendship ever reach its queer potential. But more successful are its gags at the wellness industry's expense. A crystal becomes a murder weapon. In between kills, Cecilia takes breathers to broadcast sermons on self-care to her followers. And even so, the constant send-ups of therapy speak can get a little grating. Multiple references to being triggered play like the funniest punchlines of 2015. Yeah, that... Seriously, the... I'm all for making fun of the influencer industry. And obviously, with this sort of film being influencer-based, you're going to get these sort of words. And I hate to say this, but the triggering words, and one of them being triggered. <laughs> but it's just, 
you put that aside, this film is so much fun and what it does lack in originality in relation to those sorts of um, sayings and that sort of speak, it makes up for in blood. And there's bucket loads of it. You're getting it from the mouth, you're getting it from the brain, you're getting it from guts, you're getting lo-fi special effects, much of which appears to have been done practically. It's a lot like 80s practical effects where you're getting heads exploding and squished and it's a lot of fun and so much more than what I expected it to be. It's very B-movie. But it is very funny. And like I said before, the Australian references in this film. Oh, my God. Like, shit from Kathleen Kim. You've got Sister to Sister, like the song Sister from Sister to Sister, which is hilarious. I saw them live because they opened up for... Yes, I saw Five Live the other month. Yes, I'm 30 in a week and I saw the boy band Five, who my friend decided to point out is now three because there's only three of them. Funnily enough, who opened for them? Sister to Sister. And the song that brings Cecilia and Emma together throughout this whole film is the fact that it, it's that song. It's that Sister to Sister. And you hear it many times, including through the credits scene. And honestly, for such a cheesy 90s, 2000s song, it's, it fits really well in this. Like, really, really well. And I thought they, that was clever to use that. But in the end, Sissy is just a barrel of laughs with a lot of gore, a lot of blood. It's fun. It's ridiculous. It's not that original. But it is still a lot of fun. It is still a lot of fun. It is the sort of film that you can sit down with a group of friends, get pissed, and just make fun of the whole fucking time and if you're Australian you're sitting there pointing out all the fucking references because there is so many references but with that being said I'm going to wrap up this portion of the episode now I'm going to say this portion of the episode because I'm going to give you a little bit more about me like I did at the start of this um but you know for you guys who don't really know me and this is your first introduction to the podcast which is really good timing being the start of the film spark podcast one i thank you for listening and two i can get really annoying (laughs) i'm joking but you know i i started the gruesome twosome movie reason podcast with my co-host jess and we had an absolute blast doing that and it kills me to see that she can't record currently due to some health conditions once again i'm not getting into to specifics we'd be here all night it's very hard to explain anyway but we had a lot of fun with the banter and i know those of you who've been around for a while for the past year because holy fuck we've reached a year um enjoy the episodes where we bantered as well but it got to the point where we we couldn't do that anymore Jess was too uncomfortable so we didn't want this to die you know I want to keep this going I enjoy recording for you guys I enjoy reviewing for you guys and I just feel rebranding as opposed to keeping the original going in the same fashion was the right way to go first of all the other one was called gruesome twosome and there's only me so what's the point And having to explain that every single episode was getting really dull. I also know where I want to go with this podcast now, which I'm sure if you hear or listen back to a few of the uh, other solo episodes, I'm probably a little bit more dull than I am in this one. I'm genuinely excited to record again. I'm not stuck in limbo land, not knowing what I want to do. I'm having a lot of fun and I hope you guys hear that and understand that and 
are along for the ride with me. Because, you know, The Great Temptation was primarily horror films. And although there's a billion, gajillion, patrillion, gajillion out there, <laughs> it can get a bit much. So although I'm starting with a horror film now, it's more horror comedy and it's definitely up my alley. And I have some films coming your way that aren't just horror. We've got a little bit of everything. I've got guests coming on. We've got a segment coming up, which I'm not going to discuss or talk about because I think it's fucking hilarious and you guys are going to love it. But with that being said, um, YouTube, YouTube, Uh, I'm going to get that up and running properly. Um, I'm going to have some countdown lists. I've got many ideas up in the noggin waiting to, you know, come out and overflow onto your screens. So keep an eye out there. Please follow us or me everywhere. Please, I'll beg, because, you know, that's attractive. (laughs) But you can follow me at FilmSpark Podcast pretty much everywhere. Most platforms, it's film underscore spark underscore podcast. The link tree is linktr.ee forward slash filmsparkpod, one word. But yeah, follow us. We now have a mascot. We didn't really have that with Gru too, because, you know, the whole thing was that we were like witches or whatnot. But like, Filmspark Pod has Potty the Panda, which we all decided on on Twitter. So if you want to be included in on the fun, come follow us on Twitter at uh, film underscore spark underscore pod. Always welcome. Love more people. But until then, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and keep an eye out for the next one. Until then, bye bye listening to the film spark podcast for all your film needs and more like what you heard give us a shot follow us on spotify apple good pods and more or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod you know what just follow us on everything check out the link tree linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod find us follow us give us a shout we always want to hear from you You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.